bounces away from McCulloch. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Welcome to Above the Horizontal, a podcast about rugby league. I'm your host, Bo Nicholson. We are a group of ex-writers from Real Sport, and like them, we are by the fans and for the fans. Each episode, we like to take an analytical view of the NRL while also having some fun along the way. And joining me for this episode, previewing round one, is Daniel Friend. Freddie, how are you going? Yeah, g'day, Bo. How exciting. Uh, round one, we're back. It's come around quite quickly, maybe the World Cup sort of extended that footy season a bit, but ready to rip in and, and another year of Above the Horizontal. Can't wait. And someone else who cannot wait is my good friend, Kieran Gibson. Gibbo, exciting time of the year. Yeah, very exciting. Uh, keen to tell the boys that my Cowboys are playing every week again this year and yeah, just keen for the season <laughs> to start. Uh, I look forward to those updates every single week. And Chris Waring, Waring, how you going, my friend? A bit optimistic this year, perhaps? Uh, sure. Uh a little bit more optimistic than last year's, but yep, uh, life has meaning again. The footy's back. <laughs> How good. Uh, we're currently recording on the 1st of March, so happy new month as well, guys. We're in the lunch break of the cricket. We've just watched Australia and Matt Kuhneman, you know, Gold Coast legend, uh, take three wickets, and they've taken seven wickets in the first session. So we're very excited here. We're buzzing. Let's get into the Wildcard Awards, one of our favorite parts of the show. Basically, for any new listeners, the Wildcard Awards is a chance for us to give an award to something that we just want to give an award to, whether it be funny or good or bad or it's obscure. So I'll start us off. The Wildcard Award for the Rats Off a Sinking Ship Award goes to Herbie Farnworth and Thomas Flegler. Now, as you guys know, it brings me no joy to assign the Broncos the title of sinking ship. And honestly, they aren't. Um, but there's something to it if in the same week it is heavily rumoured and basically announced to the media that Kevin Walters will be resigning for a further two years, the club then lose two of its most promising younger players. I'm not generally into conspiracy theories, but that, I don't know, there's something there, I think. So... The Rats of a Sinking Ship Award goes to Herbie Farnworth and Thomas Flegler. Friendy, what's your wildcard award this week? My wildcard award for round one, Bo, is Serenity Now, Insanity Later. And it goes to Adam O'Brien, <laughs> who the definition of insanity is if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result, you're going insane. And I think Adam O'Brien, who has bought all these players and yet picked the same players like Lachlan Fitzgibbon, Kurt Mann, Inari Tawala, Heimel Hunt, I go on. Uh, it's just, here's the first swear word for the year. It's just fucked. <laughs> Adam O'Brien, what are you doing, mate? You're going to be the death of me. Um, yeah, I've just upped my health insurance because a heart attack is on the way this year. Was that with NIB by any chance? No chance. Not give Fitzy any more money. <laughs> Uh, what what is what is the most infuriating selection there of that list that you gave? Because for me, it would be Kurt Mann starting instead of Adam Elliott. Yeah. That one infuriated. Yeah, me. that's up there. I at least Adam Elliott had a little injury in the preseason, so maybe he doesn't have the running under his legs. And same with Hetherington. But uh, Greg Marzu, that that's a weird one that he was left out. Yeah. I think just Lachlan Fitzgibbon being in the seventeen in general that irritates me highly. Uh, I don't think he should be in the top 30, let alone the top 17. 
And I think Inari Tuala, we've seen him play quite well on the wing, but he's been picked in the centres where defensively he's not an NRL standard player. So I don't know what Adam O'Brien is doing. Uh, maybe he's throwing a few of them to the Wolves for round one, but let's see. Let's see. They are travelling to New Zealand playing against the Warriors on Friday evening. So good luck to the Knights. Kieran Gibson, do you have a wildcard award for this week? Uh, I don't have a name for mine, but I thought I'd just bring attention to the phenomenal stat that is uh, the Storm and their round one record. They've won since 2003, I think, 19 of 19 round one matches and looking to make that 20 tomorrow night against the Eels. Phenomenal stat of the week award. I'd give that one, I reckon. And yeah, isn't it something because they've got a, a blockbuster on Thursday night against the Eels who have a bit of a different lineup this year. Uh, Freddie and I talked about that in the preseason predictions and the Storm don't have Ryan Pappenhausen for an indefinite period. So I don't know if the Storm could be vulnerable. That stat might end with the Kieran Gibson hoodoo that you just delivered there, Kieran. Are you feeling? Would, would you feel guilty on Friday morning if the storm don't get up now? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would. It'd be my fault. Well, I'm glad you take the blame. And Chris Waring, do you have a wild card award this week? Uh, yeah, so I'm going the, uh, as we are well aware, big fans of the Bible on the Above the Horizontal podcast. <laughs> Bible fans. Fiction. So this is the Romans 5, 12, 17 award. Now it's for great contrast, which is the, in a Bible verse, it's talking about great contrasts about something. I definitely just haven't Googled this, but um, <laughs> the contrast I'm alluding to for round one is in the Cowboys. I'm going to fire the first bow across the bay here. Now, <laughs> the Cowboys starting 13 is excellent. Mm. And the great contrast is I think the bench outside of Griffin name is crap. So that's my wildcard award. Jake Granville and James Tyler on the same bench is laughable in my opinion it's fairly diabolical I'll, I'll agree with you on that and throw Jermaine Tarnoa Brown in there who is basically James Tarmo I I would say uh, outside of what the Eels have put up for their bench this for this opening game I would say Cowboys might have the one of the worst benches in round one Kieran do you have any thoughts about that yeah I mean I would have put Tom Chester we debuted him last year I would have put him in and then Probably tried Riley Price on the bench as well. Um, I don't really understand it. Kajeski is not even on the reserves. I believe he's injured. I believe he's injured. But Tanyelo Sandrugu is also available, I believe, and he hasn't been picked. So, no, I'm with you, Chris. I'm with you. It's frustrating, but hopefully the the starting 13 gets the job done. And do not talk to Kieran about Cohen Hess moving back onto the, the edge back row. <laughs> uh, let's just let's not say we did. Uh, okay, let's talk about the main news for today, which is basically it's you know, it's the start of the season. We have given a bunch of predictions in our preseason episodes. There's 17 of them. Please go back through your feed and listen to them if you want to listen to our thoughts on a specific team. But here we're going to talk about our general thoughts about how the season might go. Uh, To start us off, I might get everybody's thoughts on who is going to win the minor premiership. So at the end of the regular season, which I believe is 27 rounds now, we're going to have a minor premier. Friendy, who's going to be in that spot? Yeah, I still think Penrith Panthers. Uh, I know they weren't overly impressive in the World Club Challenge the other week, but, yeah, I've still got them as my minor premiers. I think they'll bank the most wins. Um, Yeah, they're they're still the the best side for mine. I'm going to join you on that one, and I think the reason for me is that while I expect other teams to improve a lot, I think they've picked – there's a bunch of teams that have a bit of instability 
um, when it comes to, like, say, Brandon Smith entering the Roosters, for example. Uh, and I just don't know if they're going to have the start they need. The Panthers lose Caruso, but I think they'll be consistent across the season. They won't have a big run, per se. They'll probably end up being the top spot for me. Chris, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go the Sydney Roosters. I think the Roosters will win the minor premiership. I think the Panthers will still be there about, but uh, I think with their, their depth, it's just lacking a little bit, and I think they're uh, two back-to-back extended pre-seasons alongside the World Cup. I think we're going to see a little bit more, I guess, managing around the edges, probably not as uh, full throttle, despite them still being a young squad. I'm sure it is taking some fatigue uh, on them. So, But I think the Roosters will be really geared up for the minor premiership this year, so I'm going to go with them. They are looking good this season. What about you, Kieran? Who are you going for? Yeah, I've got the same as Chris. I've gone the Roosters. Um, I think they have just just have class all over the field. I said in their preseason preview that I thought they looked a little light on front row stock, and then I had a look at their squad again and, and saw that I was fairly wrong, although they have brought Dylan Knapp in on a, a train and trial deal. Um, but yeah, they had a, a season that they'd probably be a little bit disappointed with last year, although injuries definitely didn't help. Um, I think they'll they'll bounce back in a big way. All right, well, I got you there, Kieran. Let's talk about the wooden spooners, the, the negative side of that coin. Who do you have taking the wooden spoon? Surely the Tigers can't go back to back. I know. I've gone, I think the older I get, the more I realize how important culture is, uh, whether that be at your workplace or um, in sport for um, a team. And, yeah, so for that reason, I've got to go to the Dragons. I think the culture there at the moment stinks. Or as Friendy would say, it's a fart noise. Um, yeah, I think they're in trouble this year. Yeah, the Dragons stink like a really bad fart. They're, uh, <laughs> they're in big trouble. Oh, I think they're definitely the wooden spooners this year. They're a full-on dog fart, those guys. I've got them in the wooden spoon as well. What about you, Chris? I've uh, changed my mind slightly. I think it's going to be the Dolphins. Okay. Well, what's what's changed your mind on that one? Well, usually the team that's favourite for the spoon never gets it. So that's – I'm using a bit of game theory. I feel like the Dragons will just uh, – like they're going to be awful. They might even be 16th. But I'm just kind of – the sooner it's gotten to the season, the less and less confidence I've had around the Dolphins, specifically in terms of depth – um, I just don't think they're going to be able to score points. And I think their forward pack, while decent on paper, most of them suffer from a year of getting older and fatigued. And, and I, I just I just don't really have hope in them being competitive more than probably about like maybe the first four weeks. So, yeah, I'm going to go to Dolphins. I think most of us have the Dolphins in that conversation as well. But one conversation they're probably not in is who is going to be the eventual premiers. So once we have the final series, grand final day, who is taking the trophy home? Chris, I'll stick with you there. Who have you got for the premiership? Are you sticking with the Roosters to go all the way or do you think someone else might take it? Uh, I think it's going to be the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Interesting. Why do you think they are going to take it home? I think they, I just have a little bit of, I just have a feeling about their spine. I reckon it's probably, even though DeVore re-signed the, the key spine players, I just think it's going to be a realistic last crack at the last crack at it rather than Parramatta. Parramatta's still saying that, but I think they has ended last season, to be quite honest. Um, I think I, don't know, I think it's just burgeoning that way. Latrell Mitchell, um, they're getting more and more game experience. They keep getting eliminated in the um, 
the preliminary. I just think if it's going to be a year, it's going to be this year. But I do think they're going to. I think it'll be a, a South East Grand Final. Are you friendly? Yeah, I like the North Queensland Cowboys this year. So if you see them out and about, give your love to a cowboy man. They'll be the premiers this year. <laughs> Life at the outpost. Um, yes, <laughs> there. Like honestly, since you dropped that one in our Cowboys. Uh, pre-season preview i have listened to that song maybe 10 to 15 times it's a genuine banger i actually i I genuinely like legitimately enjoy it it's been added to the playlist and it's tracks for shitting your dax it is absolutely fire (laughs) so (laughs) that one i almost i almost wrote cowboys as my prediction but I didn't. Kieran, who have you got to, for the premiers? I too almost shared the optimism that yourself and or that you nearly had and Friendy does have for the Cowboys. But I've gone the same as uh, Chris. I've gone the Rabbitohs. Um, I watched them play in the Charity Shield against the Dragons, and <laughs> even though I've just said that the Dragons are going to get the spoon, I was really impressed with the way that the Bunnies played. Um, and then, as Chris said, I have to echo a lot of his sentiment. I just kind of have a feeling about their spine. If Latrell plays the whole season. Uh, I thought Cook looked great in that charity shield if he can rediscover some old form. Um, and then Ilias, a year uh, more experienced. And Cody, we know how good he is. Um, and I, I think like the rest of their players are not really superstars, but they still probably punch above their weight. Um, yeah, I think they're Abydos. I've gone for the Sharks. My take is that, you know, basically I think that the premiers probably come from the top four. I think the top four is going to be Panthers, Roosters, Rabbitohs, and Sharks. I think it'll come from one of those teams. And I just think the Sharks have such a well-rounded squad with depth in just about every position. So when it comes down to origin or finals or, sorry, injuries or whatever, like, you know, if they lose a lock, they, they bring in, you know, uh, Cameron McInnes comes into lock and then someone like Oregon Kafusi comes onto the bench and you're like, cool, like <laughs> like not much changes for the Sharks. So I've, I think they'll be ultra consistent again this year and I think they're going to go all the way. That's my, that's my tip. Is this too obvious? But if uh, Nico goes down, would you say they're gone? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I think, I mean, you know, again, Braden Trindle comes into halfback and he's a good player, mm. but... Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's no Nico. Yeah, yeah. So yes, absolutely. And the same goes for like you know, the Roosters. If Teddy goes down, or the Panthers, if Cleary goes down, you know, they suddenly don't become premiership winning teams. But yeah, Nico is important for the Sharks. I think every other position they can cover pretty comfortably, though. All right, let's talk top try scorer. Um, I'm going to be a basic bitch, (laughs) and I'm going to say Alex Johnston because I have no reason. Not to think that, especially if Cody Walker and Latrell Mitchell can get some decent game time. Uh, they will go to that left-hand side. They will run really great decoys with bloody Jai Arrow and Isaiah Tass, and they will give plenty of points to Alex Johnston. So I think he'll be the top try scorer again. Friendy, it sounds like you were in agreement there. Who have you got? Yeah, I've got to, I've got to agree. Like, what? Why else would we change? He just he just does it every year. So and then as you were saying they just do the same moves or a little variation, but it's always down the left. So, yeah, good luck stopping it. Uh, I think Alex Johnson will be top try scorer again for sure. What about you, Chris? Just to interrupt real quick, Matthew Kuderman's 4 for 16, just got Ashwin uh, 
thought it could have been fantastic. <laughs> uh, so, look, look, my mind, it goes to Alex Johnson as well, but just to check it up a bit. And someone who, if he doesn't win it, I think will be second or very close. Uh, I'm going to go Jacob Carraz. I reckon he will be thereabouts, if not on top of the try scoring list by the end of the regular season. Very interesting. Kyle Flanagan with tries just coming out of his ear on the right-hand side. That'll be something to see. Uh, that'll shut a lot of people up, including us, actually. Um, and Kieran, who do you have? Yeah, look, uh, the Broncos have signed Reese Walsh at fullback, and so I think Cobber will stay on the wing. I'm expecting the Broncos to score a lot of points, so I'm going to go Cobber. That's Alex Reynolds' side, so that'll be Alex Adam Reynolds. Ad- that's, Reynolds. <laughs> that's Adam Reynolds' side, so Adam Reynolds with what's Ryan Reynolds, the great Ryan Reynolds, of course. Adam Reynolds. Alex Reynolds, what the hell was that? The dead ball with a short ball. <laughs> Marvel legend. Yeah, while he's, while he's like turning to camera, giving a monologue or something, some sort of dry wit. Let's talk about top point scorer. Uh, now, Friendy, in one of your bold predictions, you predicted somebody to be top point scorer. Are you sticking with that person? Yeah, I've forgotten who that was, so it was probably a lie. Um, <laughs> you had Nick Meany. Nick Meany, there you go. Yeah, I, I don't mind that, but I realised that uh, when Pappenhausen does eventually come back, which I actually don't think it'll be till halfway through the year, mm. whilst Meany will go back to the wing, I did forget that Pappenhausen will actually kick goals again, won't he? So yeah. that, for mine, I think Meany could could lead. He could have the, the yellow jersey on, but he might get run down. My guess would be Ruben Garrick. Mm. I think Manly are going to be strong while ever Tom's in, and Garrick, plenty of goals, and he'll be playing on that left-hand side. So... Yeah, Ruben Garrick for mine. What about you, Chris? Uh, I'm going to go Latron Mitchell. I think he's going to score, if not, will score a bunch of tries. Fairly solid goal kicker. If you want a Smokey, an, an actual Smokey, not a, uh, a Zane Potter Smokey, I'm going to go Adam Dewey. If he plays the whole season, will probably be up there as well. Adam Dewey, yeah, very good goal kicker, Adam Dewey. Uh, Zane Potter Smokey indeed. What about you, Kieran? Any Zane Potter Smokies from you? Even Clarky level Smokies? Uh, I, I don't have any clarky level Smokies, but I do have a, another prediction that's the same as Chris. I think this is like the third or fourth time, but yeah, I've gone Latrell Mitchell. I think he was in the top five last season um, and obviously missed quite a few games through injury. So I think if he plays the whole season, um, yeah, I like his chances. Yep, Garrick, Mitchell, both huge threats. Dewey as well. I'm going with another huge threat. Val Holmes, I think he's going to score plenty of tries and kick plenty of goals, and the Cowboys should score plenty of points. So I'll go with Val. What about buy of the season? This is going to be an interesting one. I'll kick us off. I'm going with the new lock forward that the Parramatta Eels have picked up from Panthers New South Wales Cup and from Harvey Bay in Queensland, Jermaine Hopgood. Uh, I'm expecting him to be one of those... 40 tackles a game, at least 100 metres, bit of ball playing in the middle, low error count. And I think that's something that the Eels will need if they are to stay as contenders this year. Um, and an origin smoky as well. So buyer of the season, Jermaine Hopgood. Chris, who have you got for buyer of the season, do you think? Uh, I've got Abby Corosau for the West Tigers. Uh, mm. I think he's going to transform that attack in a way that is completely different from the team last year. If that is massively impactful on the team's results is yet to be seen. But I think in terms of, I guess, a measure of improvement in terms of one player changing a team, you know, obviously they were Wooden Spooners last year, so that he has that innate advantage. But yeah, Apicorosel, I think if we're going to include an underrated, I think Oregon Confucius is going to be very underrated for the Sharks. I think that's 
been a very quiet, good pickup for them. Yeah, I think I think that's a good call. I'm happy, I'm happy to include underrated as well if you guys have one. Kieran, do you have a buy of the season and maybe an underrated one if you have one? I'll try to think of a underrated as I go, but I have buy of the season. I have Reese Walsh. Um, I think since he started his NRL career, he kicked off on the right foot. I can't think of the actual saying, but he started flying and he hasn't really slowed down the whole time. I think he has the quality to elevate the Broncos into the top eight. I think it'll be him. Uh, underrated? No, I probably don't. I can't think of anyone. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't have one either. Um, so, Friendy, who is your buy of the season? Yeah, my buy of the season has got to be Api Corusau. Uh, I just think he's the absolute class player uh, that the Tigers were lacking. And um, I think he'll make a huge difference to that side and the overall outcome of their season. My underrated buy of the year would be Jack Cogger for the um, Penrith Panthers. He's going to fill in that Sean O'Sullivan backup half role and he'll actually have a fair role to play this year because there's three buy rounds. So I would have thought, obviously, the Penrith boys, at least one of, like Nathan, is going to be missing all the rounds we're leading into the buy. And then I think he'll probably rest after uh, playing Origin as well. So he won't back up. So Cogger will get a good, at least probably five or six games maybe more if there's injury too. So he's got a big role to play for the Panthers in that period. I think they're also, judging by the trials that I saw, I think they're also monitoring him as a potential utility option should like, you yeah. know, should Sonny Luke not work out or, or whatever. So, yeah, not many people are talking about Jack Cogger. They were when he first came into grade uh, at the Knights. You would be well familiar with that. And then he sort of just went off the, off the radar, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He He's... I think his perfect role is the backup half in a squad of 30. Mm. I think that's exa- he's good enough to be a first grader, but week in, week out, I don't think he's going to win you enough games to, to win a premiership, but he can certainly slot into that role for yeah six to ten games a year. Well, you know, we talked about Braden Trindle earlier, that, that sort of player, or like uh, Shane Perry for the for the real old heads, the 2005 yeah. premiership. Premiership winner. Uh, 2006 premiership winner, rather. I can't take 2005 away from the Tigers, can I, Chris? My goodness. That's all we have. <laughs> That's true. Um, all right, Rookie of the Year, last one. <laughs> what was that, sorry? I said, hey, now. Easier. Hey, now. And that, no, no, no. Like, I, we've only got 2015 ourselves. Like, we've only got one. Let's talk about Rookie of the Year. Now, Friendy, there's a, there's a pretty obvious choice. Is that is that who you're going for? Yeah, that's who I'll go for. I just think... Isaiah Katoa, he's got all the attributes to be a like a really, really good first grader for a long time. So he will be the one I'll be going with for Rookie of the Year. There's a few other guys you, you could sort of think of, but, I mean, he's top of the pop for me. Looks very, very classy. I do recommend going on to NRL.com, the recent videos. There's a, a two-minute video of him calling his parents, announcing that he's going to have his debut. And, uh, you know, it's not, you know, not amazing, amazing, but it's just a nice little two-minute video to watch. Just quickly, Bo, sorry, just just quickly, um, I just look, Sonny Luke is actually, even though he's a bit older, he's eligible this year too. So, Ooh. I mean, if he, if he has a big season and steals the number nine from Mitch Kenny, which a lot of people are tipping he might do, um, yeah, maybe he's one to watch as well. So, I guess we'll see. Yeah, wowzers. So, he'd be like... 26, 27-year-old Rookie of the Year, potentially. Mm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's a good call. He's got a very important role to play in a very, very key team. Chris, do you have a Rookie of the Year? Yeah, I'm going to go Katoa as well. And I guess it'll be interesting to see how that works since I tipped him for the wooden spoon as well. But <laughs> uh, I think it's just a, you know, perfect, I guess, opportunity 
for him, you know, and I'm super stoked for him, uh, Katoa himself and the Dolphins. I think they've definitely made the right decision with going with Katoa early and not Milford. Um, just think they're lots of very seasoned, smart forwards in his team, uh, which I think will help him out. Um, again, he's going to be under pressure a bit. They're probably not going to have the best of time, the Dolphins, but uh, I think he'll go well. Lots of wraps on him. Uh, yeah, I've, he's an obvious choice, but I, I think he's an obvious choice for a reason. And Kieran, who do you have? I've gone Paul Alamotti. Yeah. Yeah, that's my pick. He's in my pick as well. Uh, and the reason for that is, A, Katoa seemed like an obvious one. I didn't think of Sonny Luke. He's a good choice. Uh, and I just think Alamotti's got a really... You know, I've seen some highlights. I've, I've seen a little bit of New South Wales Cup stuff that he's done. He looks very impressive. He's 19, and he's been given the first grade spot straight away. And I assume he'll probably play on the left side, which is going to be a Matt Burton kick out at O'Carr side of the field. So if he is on that left side, I expect that he'll get a few tries. Uh, he might be quite settled in that spot because they're going to be looking for combinations. My, yeah, I, I think that's a good call, Kieran. That's who I'm going to go for as well. And the last question I have for you guys is we've all given our predictions and stuff like that throughout the various uh, team predictions in the preseason, as I mentioned earlier. But we recorded a whole bunch of those, especially about the, the lower teams last year. Uh, we recorded those, you know, about a month ago, really, a lot of them. So in that time, we've had a couple of trials. Has there been any teams for better or worse, that you think you might have misjudged, like you, you thought there would be a certain way and then you've seen the trials and be like, oh, oh, shit, I was wrong. Friendy, do you have any team that you've misjudged? Yeah, I think I did. And they actually ended up winning the preseason challenge, which I, I don't think means all that much. But just the way they their energy, their line speed in defense and attacking, they look slick and they didn't have uh, Tom Dravojevic or Daly Cherry, Cherry Evans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the Manly Sea Eagles, I think I've misjudged them. I think they'll actually they'll probably slide into my eight. Ooh, interesting. Mm. In in place of who? Maybe the Raiders or the Eels? Mm. Yeah, the Eels. I think the Eels might miss. So, yeah, I get, we'll see. But, yeah, and obviously it's heavily reliant on Tom to stay fit. But, yeah, I think I might have got them wrong completely. I'll eat that humble pie with you. I mean, it's early to eat the humble pie, but and obviously I'm still unsure. Like you say, it's trial. It doesn't mean a whole lot. But I had them in the bottom five, and that was a bit different to the rest of you blokes. I had them like in that 9 to 12 range. I had them in the bottom five. My reasoning was I was worried about Tom Travojevic. Jury's out, obviously. But I might have been a bit harsh. I agree with you. They looked really, really good. Chris, are there any teams that you think you've misjudged? Yeah, uh, same with friend in Manly. Uh, to the credit, uh, I'm not. I'm not a big Seabold hater. I think there is a capable coach there. I think the Brisbane situation is not really his fault. What went on there? Not that he handled it the best, but irrespective of that, I, I think he's a decent coach. And I think again, this trial, I don't really put massive amounts into trial, but just going off that, Manly look quite a bit better than I, I would expected, and. The inverse, I think Bulldogs look a bit worse than I expected. Yeah, I had them potentially challenging for the eight. They still might. They they did have a training injury, I believe, on Tuesday. Luke Thompson out for the season. His season is cactus. Uh, rolled his ankle and it's a bad one. So that hurts them because their middle forward depth was already looking a bit shaky. So they've got a, a, a debutant on the weekend. And yeah, times will be tough in Bulldog Town. So I'm kind of with you on that. Kieran... 
Same for you? Sea Eagles being very impressive or are there any other teams that caught your eye? Yeah, outside of the Sea Eagles, um, I actually thought the Bunnies uh, in that charity shield, I know it was just a preseason trial, but the way they played, it was as, as, almost as if it was a final game. Um, I thought their energy was really high, high intensity sort of play, and, and they put on plenty of points. Um, and then the Titans, I'd probably give a bit of a shout out too. They won both of their games pretty comfortably. Yeah, I, I would have shouted out the Titans, except I, I was probably higher on them than most of you, most of you guys. I, I, I think they are the biggest movers in the bottom nine. I, I think they're going to move upwards the most compared to expectations. But as I said, I, I called that a while ago. So we'll see see if I'm right or see if I'm crazy. Let's take a short little break. Uh, we're going to hear from the Big E. It's his first segment of the year. His phenomenal tip of the week. Back soon. Hey, boys. This is the Big E, Owen Gibson. That's right, Bo. You're bloody pest, Owen. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, this is a phenomenal uh, video I'm sending to you boys right now. Yeah, I, I know I love YouTube, my good brother. Uh, <clears throat> this is my phenomenal tip of the week. So, I am going to tip North Queensland Cowboy takes on Campbell Raiders at the Queensland Bank Stadium. My two star players will run, will get a winning try, will be Jason Tamalalo, uh, Jason Tamalalo, and my other player, he will pass the ball to Scott Trinkwater, and my star kicker um, will be Funny Time Holmes to win. I hope the Cowboys will win with no hammer. Good luck. Welcome back to Above the Horizontal. My name is Bo Nicholson. I'm joined by Daniel Friend, Chris Waring, and Kieran Gibson. And we just heard from Kieran's brother, Owen, the big E. His phenomenal tip of the week is the Cowboys. He reckons Tamalolo is going to score a try and Valentine Holmes will kick a bunch of goals. And you know what? I'm shocked. I'm shocked that the big E is going for the Cowboys. Absolutely. he's He loves the Cowboys, the big E. Uh, I've just been told that Matt Kuhneman has five wickets and the boys like to let me know about this, particularly Chris, because he knows that I don't rate Kuhneman. So this is working out so well for me. So keep my predictions in mind as potentially bad predictions. Let's call, call it that. But like, let's go forward to round one. Starts on Thursday night, the Eels versus the Storm at Combank Stadium. So the Eels are playing at home. Now, I guess the, the main thing I'm looking at with the Eels is I'm a bit worried about their forward pack. They've got, they're starting with Bryce Cartwright, Matt Dury, and their bench, as I mentioned earlier, it might well be the weakest in the entire comp uh, for round one. Although the Storm are probably giving them a fair run for their money with guys like McDonald, Lewis, and Grant on the bench. They too have some injury issues, particularly with Ryan Pappenhausen being out. Seven's legend, Will Warbrick, will start on the wing for the Storm, though. That's exciting. Friendy, who have you got for this one? I've got the Storm. Craig Bellamy yet to lose a round one fixture in his entire career. And I believe that will continue. As, yeah, the reasons you spoke about with the back row there, that's just Dury and Cartwright starting back row round one of any NRL season. That's just disgusting. <laughs> um, and I think their bench is very average too. And I wouldn't be surprised, just looking at the makeup of it, I think there's a, a guy in jersey number 18 just itching to get six minutes off the bench. I reckon there'll be a late switch and Jacob Arthur will come in 
um, and do nothing again. So, yeah, Melbourne Storm for me. He has been named at halfback in reserve grade, I noticed, as I was doing – for some reason I was doing research about New South Wales Cup. But When, when is that fixture? Because you can back up and play New South Wales Cup if you play less than 20 minutes in the NRL. It's, it's, it's later than Thursday. So, yes, he yeah. might be able to do both. Yeah. Uh, good call. Good call. Um, Chris, who do you have? Yeah, I've got the Storm as well. Uh, hard to go past that round one record that they have, obviously, that Kieran put up earlier in the in the pod. Yeah, just, both these benches just look like the uh, Ricky Ponings cricket with the what? random names who don't actually... <laughs> like, I don't, I don't think I believe they're actually real people, both benches, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Storm, Storm's pack is still pretty good. Spine is very solid. Uh, yeah, I think they'll get the job done. I don't know, man. The Eels have North Queensland reserve grade legend Wiramu Greg. Uh, don't don't put some respect on his name, please. Uh, Kieran, you'd, you'd respect the great Cowboys reserve grader Wiramu Greg. Who are you tipping this week? Um, I've got the storm. I don't remember if Wiramu Greg ever played for the Cow- my Cowboys. Um, <laughs> he's touted for pretty big things and. And he just got sold to the Eels all of a sudden, uh, like mid-season, I remember. Surely they call him Tony. Tony Gregg, the great Tony Gregg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I actually kind of follow the same sentiment um, of Friendy that I, I think the Eels could slide out of the eight. I wasn't there for that preseason episode, wasn't sleeping, but probably <laughs> busy at work or something. Um, yeah, but I, I've got to go to the Storm. I will also go for the storm, but I did it with some trepidation. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but the main thing for me was I just think the eels will be a bit clunky uh, around the middle with Josh Hodgson trying to get into that team. So storm for me as well, storm across the board. Let's go forward to the Warriors versus the Knights Friday evening at Sky Stadium, Wellington. Now there's been, a couple of surprises there for the Warriors, I think. I'm a little bit surprised about Mitchell Barnett lining up in the front row um, and Josh Curran on the bench. I feel like there's just a better way to make that all work, but Andrew Webster has his methods. As for the Knights, as Friendy mentioned, uh, Tuala at centre, Heimel Hunt on the wing, no Marzu is interesting. Uh, as well as some of the other selections like Fitzgibbon, Mann, Crossland, for example. Chris, who do you like in the Warriors versus Knights? Yeah, this is a bit of a tough one. I'm not convinced or Curran will stay on the bench. I mean, I'm not really sure how they might work that uh, rotation, though. Um, I'm going to go the Warriors. I just I, I, I really agree with Friendy's uh, sentiments earlier. The selection's just... Uh, just they just don't make any sense to me, specific ones for the Knights. Um, yeah, I'm going to go the Warriors, but despite the presence of Sean Johnson, which I think is just ridiculous at this point, but um, I'm going to go the Warriors in a close one. Yeah, I think it'll be a close one, but I'm actually um, tipping the Knights to edge it out. Uh, I look at the respective spines of each side, and I think the Knights have the, the better spine. Um I think both fullbacks are, are workmen-like. Uh, yeah, I, I, I do think Adam Elliott should definitely be starting, and I am a little bit worried about my tip because of the, the Knights forward pack, but I also don't know that I rate the, the Warriors. Like Mitch Barnett, as you said, starting at front row, Jackson Ford I'm not a huge fan of, and Nia Corey I thought kind of fell off the wagon at the Eels last season after having a – I think it was 2021 he had a really strong season. So, yeah, I'm going to tip the Knights. 
I'm going to go for the Knights as well. Friendy, I know your heart's with the Knights, but what are you thinking with this one? Well, I'm just looking at both back lines, and do you reckon any of the outside backs on either side can make a tackle? I'm not sure <laughs> any of them actually can. So if the ball gets anywhere other than the middle third, I think it'll be a try. So look for a, a high-scoring one over the cake tin. Um, yeah, I'll be tipping the Warriors. I just I can't go with my Knights at the moment. I'm very disillusioned by the whole club and the coach, and yeah, he's just a knob, and yeah. Warriors, yeah. <laughs> it makes me sad hearing stuff like that. Like, I, I understand that I, I agree with you. There's a lot to dislike about it, but it just makes me sad hearing passionate fans being so upset. Yeah, the one thing I would like to see is Mitch Barnett and Jack Hetherington have a proper scrap round. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, Andy Raymond, encouraging fighting? That's that's a, that's an unfiltered <laughs> take, Friendy. Come on, mate. Friend Let's, of the show, sorry. Andy friend Ray. of the show, Adam Andy Raymond. We might try and get him on actually from one <laughs> podcasting titan to another. I'll uh, I'll give him a text. Thanks, I appreciate that. You can do it from our account if you want to. <laughs> the next game is the Panthers versus the Broncos. That's also on Friday night from Blue Bet Stadium. Uh, Taruva got the nod on that wing spot vacated by Taylor May. Uh, that was interesting because I could have gone to young Jesse McLean, who I'm also keeping an eye on for. Rookie of the Year, by the way. Luke Garner also gets first crack at the back row spot. I'm not sure if they'll play left or right. That will be interesting. As for the Broncos, no Reese Walsh. Selwyn Coppo at fullback, which is it's an attacking choice. That's an attacking choice. I'm not so sure about the defensive merits of it. Jesse Arthurs, I love this opportunity for him on the wing. We finally see Adam Reynolds. He's been fighting injuries. And Billy Walters gets first crack at hooker as well. So, Kieran, who do you like in this one? Uh, I'm still tossing it up, to be honest. I think the Broncos have been premiership favourites for like the last 20 years, including the last five, even though they've been missing the finals. Um, <laughs> I, I, 17, I think it's probably the best 17 that they've had those last five years where people have spoken so highly of them. I honestly think I'm going to go the Broncos. I think they... I know people are saying that um, Panthers are kind of going to be out for revenge after the way they lost to the Saints, and it's a terrible time to be facing the Panthers. Panthers are at home. Dylan Edwards comes back in, but I really, really like the look of this Broncos squad. I think it's really strong. I'm going to go then. That's huge. That's a huge call. I, in fact, if you don't have a bold prediction later on, I would accept that. Chris, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go to Panthers. Uh, I think the spine is just better. I've noticed Jock Madden hasn't cracked into the first grade like he wanted to at the Broncos, so... Uh, keep trying, Jock. Yeah, I just, I just think the, I just, I mean, Panthers just have runs on the board, so to speak. Um, I think the the players filling in for other injury or because uh, positions being vacated. Yeah, I, I don't put too much into their trial form. Uh, I think they'll be ready to go round one. So I think the Panthers will win quite easily, to be honest. I love that shot at Jock Madden from, an, from a Tigers fan. Jock Madden had a good trial, hey? Like, I thought he looked really good. Anyway, Friendy, who do you have in this one? Yeah, Penrith for me. Uh, I think they'll be too strong in the trial. They're missing a few players as well. Dylan Edwards, it's underrated what he does for that side. Mm. Uh, I think he's a big, big inclusion for them. And, yeah, I just Nathan Cleary, I think he's licking his lips at the thought of Cobbo at the back. I think there's a few errors coming up for young Selwyn, so... Yeah, Penrith for mine. Exactly my thoughts. I've got them 20-plus, hey? Like, I, I think they're going to absolutely carve up. So, yeah, 
Big one from Kieran. Very excited. Hopefully you're right, Kieran. That'll be good for you. Let's go to Saturday, Four Pines Park, Sea Eagles versus the Bulldogs. Tommy Turbo returns. Cooper Johns fills in at 5'8", where Josh Schuster would have been, we presume. Jake Trevojevic lines up in the front row with Sean Kepi at lock. KO Weeks is on the bench for them. As for the Bulldogs, as I said, Luke Thompson is out. So that means that Far Manu Brown is going to start at lock and Jaden Tanner makes his debut on the bench. Uh, they got Jacob Preston there as well. Josh Reynolds did not get to crack it into the top side. Not yet anyway. Friendy, who do you like in this one? Yeah, I think Manly here. I'm really hot on Manly this week. I think they'll do a bit of a number on the Bulldogs. I think the, num- the Bulldogs will be gallant early in defense. And then I think the class of Manly, three o'clock, uh, I reckon Brookvale is going to be rocking in the sunshine and, yeah, expect plenty of points for Manly, I reckon. I'll second that. Chris, what do you think? Uh, I'll third it. I think Manly are going to put a number on the dogs. Um, so I think the dogs are just – I think their enthusiasm is just too early. Um, they're obviously heading in the right direction and I think they'll have a relatively okay year. But, yeah, I think Manly, especially week one, um, return of Tom, yeah, I think they're going to put a number on the, the Bulldogs. Yeah, that'll make it four. I think the dogs probably have a, a few too many players coming in and uh, new combinations to work out. Um, yeah, I think with Tommy back at the back, got to go the Manly. All right, let's move forward to the Cowboys versus the Raiders. Saturday, 5.30 p.m. from Queensland Country Bank Stadium. Now, the Cowboys pretty settled for the most part. As we said, that bench is quite concerning. And Cohen Hess in the back row also worries me a little bit. As for the Raiders, Sebastian Chris will be the fullback. That's an interesting decision. Harley Smith-Shields at center. And Pasami Salo is going to be starting in the front row with Emre Gula moving back to the bench. No Josh Papali'i. He is unavailable this week. Chris, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go the Cowboys. Um, I think they'll start really well. Raiders uh, missing a few players. It's not ideal for round one. Mm. I'm not massive on the Raiders this year either. I think they're will eventually miss or drop out of their eight. I think Cowboys, but not by a plant, maybe by about 10. I think they should have enough to get past the Raiders. Be a humid night on a Saturday evening as well. I'll second that tip. What about you, Kieran? Yeah, I think the Cowboys, and I really hope it's a more exciting game than the the Bulldogs-Cowboys round one game last season. Yeah, 6-4. Yeah, and it's terrible. Just pretty much no one could do anything the whole game. It was stuck in the middle of the field. Uh, no line breaks. is shit game. To end the weekend, uh, hopefully this one's a bit better. Although round two last year, the Raiders went up to North Queensland, expecting well, everyone expecting them to win, including me, and the Cowboys rolled them, like absolutely rolled them, and that started the Cowboys season. So, yeah, who knows? Um, that's three tips for the Cowboys. Friendy, do you make four? Yeah, definitely four uh, tips for the Cowboys, and I think it'll be an absolute carb up. To be honest, I'm a bit different to you guys. I reckon the Cowboys will be slick. And the Raiders' defense for mine in the trials looked really, really poor. So um, I'm pretty hot on the Cowboys as well this week. Look for a big score up north. Yeah, that's there's something to that, isn't there? Like we can often read too much into trials and sometimes not enough. And in the case of attack, I think sometimes we can read too much into it. In the case of defense, defense is attitude. Defense is systems. Defense is preseason. If you're not getting that right, I think you can read into that, can't you, Friendy? Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with everything you've just said there. It's a 
It's a real poor look if you're getting 30 put on you in the trials the week before the competition. Uh, I'm not sure how you turn that around, um, especially out wide too. And there's plenty of threats for North Queensland out wide. If they can hold on to the ball and just rumble down the middle of the field, yeah, I'm thinking 30-40 job. I would love to see that, to be honest. The next game is the Sharks and Rabbitohs from Points Bet Stadium, which is, of course, Sharks' home ground. No Nico Hines, as we mentioned. Braden Trindle comes in at halfback. Talakai, there was some talk about him moving back to the forwards. That has not happened at this stage, at least. And frankly, why would you with a forward pack that includes Nakora, Wilton, Finucane, Hamlin, Wele, and Toby Rudolph, including the bench they have as well, possibly one of the best benches in the comp. The Rabbitohs, they might have the, one of the best spines in the comp. They're certainly in the conversation. Their forward pack, also incredibly strong. Some strike out wide. Uh, Isaac Thompson does indeed get that spot on the wing. Uh, their bench looks a bit inexperienced for mine with uh, Moale and Shaq Mitchell, but they are big boys and they are plenty capable. Kieran, what do you make of this Sharks versus Rabbitohs game? Uh, I think we spoke about it before. Um, if Nico Hines isn't with the Sharks, it's a pretty big loss for them. Um, it's still a pretty class side, um, even though they, they went out in straight sets last season. Uh, and this time they're without, as I said, the uh, Nico Hines. Uh, I really rate the Rabbitohs side. I, I said I think they're going to win the Premiership. I expect them to start the season strong. Um, yeah, I really like that 1-13. to 13. I'm going the Rabbitohs. Me too. Friendy, who are you going for? Yeah, game of the round, this one for mine. I'll be going with South Sydney, and it's only because Nico is out for the Sharks. I love the look of the Sharks bench. I, th- I think that will hold them in real good stead this season. Yeah, I'm going s- similar sentiment, game of the round. I think teams will feature... In the back end of the season, uh, yeah, uh, the Sharks bench is top. So sort of just looking at it, especially just on paper, um, just four extremely solid players. Ray Graham's probably passing a little bit, but the other three are all excellent, tough as nails. But in spite of that, I'm going Rabbitohs. Just I think they're going to get off to a flyer, but. I think the Sharks will go with them. Yeah, I, I think we all want to echo that. Is that we've, we've all tipped the Rabbitohs. I think it just speaks to the importance of Nico Hines, but it does look like a really, really, really good game. And I'm certainly not writing off the Sharks, that's for sure. The next game is the Dolphins' debut on Sunday afternoon as dogs go fucking mental near my place. What is going on out there? Uh, we've, got, <laughs> we've, got, we've got Suncor Stadium, Dolphins versus Roosters. Did I, did I tell you guys that I had a friend who <laughs> organised... Uh, organized a ticket to go to this game and then invited me. And then I said, oh, I'll bring my mate Kieran Gibson. So I've roped Kieran into this. And I said, oh, like, you know, and the mate's like, yeah, bring him, bring him, mate. No worries. So we're like, okay, cool. And then, then a week later, we find out that he has booked a ticket for himself, not us. And then he just like, didn't tell us. So then I had to like, try and organize a seat next to my friend. It didn't work out. The whole place is basically sold out. So now my friend is going to the game by himself after inviting me and a friend. So whatever. Um, that friend is getting called out on the podcast. I know he listens, so he gets called out. Um, so his name will be revealed on Sunday. And so the Dolphins versus the Roosters. Now the Dolphins' first ever team, uh, Isaiah Katoa in 5-8 over Anthony Milford had to happen. Tessie New on the wing, very interesting. I would have thought he was more of a center, but they do have Ewan Aitken and Brinko Lee in that spot. Uh, the forward pack is as expected, and there is Kurt Donahoe on the bench, which was unexpected. The Roosters, yeah, I mean, wow, what a team. Corey Allen in the centers, 
sign me up. Roosters for me. What do you think, Friendy? Yeah, well, he's the big inclusion, isn't he, Corey Allen? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, let's be serious. Um, yeah, Roosters for mine, I just – I think the, the Dolphins will hang on. I, I reckon this might be a little bit of a scrappy affair. I think the Chooks, um, they generally like to sort of build into their season and, and sort of focus on defense. Um, I don't know. I don't think it'll be as big a blowout as people think, but I do still think they can win by about 20 points, the Roosters. Yeah, that's a, that's a tip that I'm thinking around that sort of points mark as well. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, coming out of Roosters, kind of interesting to see how they go. Um, Randa Smith, hectic cheese. Jeez, he's a funny bloke, isn't he? Um, <laughs> he is funny. Yeah. He is funny. Hectic cheese. Uh, Loves a beer. Does he? Yeah. Funny bloke. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Uh, look, I just think... Yeah, I would hope that the Dolphins, and I'm going to predict, they'll probably have a little bit of a spirited performance. Um, I can just see you and Aiken and Branko Lee just getting cut the absolute shit on the edge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, By Corey Allen. Yeah, Queensland legends up against each other, Branko Lee and Corey Allen. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with Friendly, probably by about 20. Rooster's side is just really solid bench. Um, Great starting 13. Yeah, I'll go Rooster's. Uh, yeah, I would have loved to have been at this game. Um, definitely no hard feelings to our friend that could have got us the ticket. I, I still really mm-hmm. hope he enjoys it. Yeah, um, I've got the I've got the Roosters uh, for obvious reasons, but I think I've got to um, echo the same sentiment as uh, Chris and Friendy. I don't think it'll be as big a blowout as some people are predicting. No, and and you know, for all we, for all talk about hectic cheese, he's an unserious person but a serious footy player, so he should have a good influence on that team. And and is funny. He's very funny. Yeah, he is very funny, of course. The last game, speaking of funny, well, at least in previous seasons it's been funny, but I'm, I'm, expect, I'm, I'm expecting huge improvements from both teams this year. So looking forward to the first glimpse of that, which is the Tigers versus Titans at Leichhardt Oval. As these, can you hear these dogs? It yeah, is insane. Like, I can't I don't hear know. anything. Can't you? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I can fucking hear them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It is like nuts, so it's like doggy daycare. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask, are you fucking like torturing those dogs in your basement or some shit? <laughs> <laughs> no, they're out near the clothesline that I have a view of um, as, as we speak. My clothesline view that I love so much. Holy shit. Yeah, they're super loud, right? Fucking hell. Okay, never mind the dogs. The last game is the Tigers versus Titans at Lightcart Oval. As we mentioned about the Tigers, of course, they still have Luke Brooks there, but the, the big inclusions... Career Sow, Clemmer, Sean Bloor back from injury, Papa Lee, uh, John Bateman not in yet. Uh, he's not available just yet. Charlie Staines is also on the wing. David Nofaloom is kind of like a, a new recruit as well, sort of. Uh, for the Titans, we did mention in the preseason we expected Brimson at fullback, Boyd at halfback. That has come to pass with Jaden Campbell on the bench. Fodawake is on the bench too with Aaron Clark. That's an interesting choice. Damon Joloff to start for the Titans. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Kieran Foran can do with this team. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm excited for this game. I guess these two, these two teams, I guess, probably the biggest question mark on how they'll go in the regular season, I suppose, in terms of improvement, if any. Uh, Someone's just shot the dog. <laughs> <laughs> that was not on my end. That was not, oh that was not on my end. That was somebody else. This episode's going to get reported to the RSPCA. Yeah, fuck it, hell. Okay, um, good. Yeah, anyway. 
You're excited. Uh, speaking, <laughs> speaking of dogs, um, I wish Dave Nofalima was not playing. I would have rather uh, <laughs> Junior Tupo to start ahead. Yeah, I'm promising we met, but it's what it is. Uh, I'm very obvious points. Very excited to see how Corey Sow, Papali'i, Clemmer, and whatnot go. Um, hopefully, Alex Twal can get over for Twal One, be the biggest sporting event in world <laughs> history. Alex Twal score. Yeah, for the Titans, I would have rathered Aaron Clark be the starting lock, maybe Liu to the bench, but Jaden mm-hmm. Campbell makes next to no sense in the 17 if he's not starting, but we've been over that a million times. Yeah, I wish I was. I, I got my grand final, but I kind of wish I didn't because I'd rather be on the hill at Leichhardt for this. But I want to go West Tigers by about six. Yeah, I can see that. Kieran, what can you see? Uh, I'm still tossing it up in my head. Um, kind of trying to decide just from the the back lines. Yeah, I'll say Tigers at Leichhardt. I'll go the Tigers uh, just. But I think, as Friendy said, um, it could be a, a straight shootout between Brimson and, and Walsh for that Queensland number one. Just thought I'd bring that up way too early in the season. Um, <laughs> yeah, the fact that Pong is playing six, I think that could be an interesting battle between those two as the season develops. I would like to see that. I'm a big fan of Brimson and Walsh for that matter. Friendy, what do you think? Yeah, th- this will be an entertaining game, I reckon. I, I reckon a 30-24 to 24 type scoreline around those sort of marks. So, yeah, plenty of points. Uh, I'm going to tip the Tigers, but, but only just. I, I really think this is a toss of a coin, this sort of game, and... Um, I'm pretty sure from memory, I, I'm pretty sure the Titans have beaten the Tigers at Leichhardt previously. So they're not scared to come down here. Probably a few different players, I guess. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Bit of entertaining footy on a Sunday night. Yeah, it should be good. So the whole Leichhardt thing is interesting because like your first thought is, okay, if it's a line ball decision, they're at home, go the Tigers. But the Tigers' record at Leichhardt has not been great for a while. And a lot of that's because their record generally hasn't been the best. But like... They, it's not the fortress that you would expect it to be. On those grounds, I'm more excited about the Titans than I am the Tigers this year, despite what my heart says. And I do want that for you, Chris. I do want Tigers to be very successful, but I'm going to go for the Titans on this one. I'm, oh, Jesus. Then there's another dog gone. Sorry. Got a clay pigeon shooter out the back. Yeah, maybe. All right. Let's get into the ball predictions. Uh, last thing we'd like to do on Above the Horizontal. Uh, Friendy, you can start us off. What's your bold prediction this week? My bold prediction this week is, well, if it comes off, it'll be historic. It'll be historic either way, I think. But uh, the very first try for the Dolphins, that we don't know which area they're from, they're just the Dolphins, <laughs> um, will be scored by Jeremy Marshall King. Oh, a little scoot out of dummy half or a bit of support play maybe? Yeah, get it to 30-6 to six against the Roosters. <laughs> I like it. Uh, a good trivia question for one day too, obviously, uh, who the first try scorer is for that club. Chris, what's your bold prediction? Uh, so in the Tigers game, I'm going to go Coriosau will set up a prop to score. So one of Itokamanu, Clemmer, Twelve, where that would be seen if he scores, or Pole, um, I reckon mm-hmm. one of those one of those four will score off a Coriosau try assist. I like it. That sounds good. Kieran, what's your bold prediction? Yeah, I'm just going to go stick with the the tip that I'm even more confident about now after hearing your guys' tips. I'm going to go with the Broncos to beat the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> after the way that I've talked about Matt Kuhneman, that's fair enough. And my bold prediction is that Matt Kuhneman will, will never play a test after this test series. No, no, no. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with – that's probably true, by the way. Um, I'm going to go with Paul, Paul Alamotti – 
and Isaiah Katoa to get tries on their debut. So they're going to have the NRL debuts this weekend. Alamotti feels like a decent shout being a center. Uh, and Katoa, well, he might not be the first try. That might be Jeremy Marshall King, but he might be the second try and makes it 30 to 10 uh, for the Dolphins. So that's who I'm going to go for. Boys, it's been a bit of a long one, but thank you very, very much for your time. Friendy, are you going to be enjoying some beers in the sheds this week? Are you playing a bit of cricket? No, we uh, we finished our cricket season last week. Unfortunately, finished in the bubble. Uh, we were fifth and the top four make the semis. Ah. Um, yeah, so, but we are, Beers in the Sheds is back tonight recording oh, a little bit later. Lovely. So, get a little episode out later. Uh, this weekend, going down to the city with the missus on Saturday and then, uh, yeah, I don't know, probably watching footy the rest of it. Pretty excited. Sounds good to me. Chris, you have a cricket grand final. Good luck for that. Yeah, Saturday, Sunday. So there goes the weekend. So, but all good. I'll be having Monday off regardless. I'm going to lose. So. Well, good luck with that. And Kieran Gibson, seeing as though we can't go to the football with our, with our friend, our mutual friend on Sunday, how about you and me just catch up on Saturday night and watch, watch the Cowboys game together? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. The regatta. Regatta? All right, let's do that. Let's, like, you'll, you'll drag me out to a pub at the regatta. That'll do. All right. Thank you very much, boys. And thank you to the audience as well. Please go find us on Facebook to like and comment and all that sort of stuff. Give us a rating wherever you're listening to us on. Five stars is preferred, of course. And make sure you subscribe so you can go above the horizontal again next week. But until then... Above the Horizontal is a rugby league podcast by the fans and for the fans. It's produced by our entire team of former writers for Real Sport, including Daniel Friend, Christopher Waring, Miles Stebbin, Kieran Gibson, and me, Bo Nicholson. We'd love it if you could support us by telling a rugby league fan about us so they can go above the horizontal as well. Thanks for listening. See you next time. You know what's tricky sometimes? Picking who is going to win at the Oscars. You have to get yourself to a cinema to see all the movies, or at least have all the possible streaming services to make sure you don't miss a single one. You have to pay attention to all the precursor award shows to see who's winning so far. The Golden Globes, the BAFTAs, they're the pretty obvious ones. But don't forget the Critics' Choice Awards, or the SAGs, or the DGAs, or the PGAs, or the Eddies, or the Gothams, or the AFI Top 10, or the National Board of Review. Ugh. Exhausting right? Or you can just join me for Academy Watch on the We Made This Podcast Network. I'm the host, Bo Nicholson, and I've been reading the trends, keeping stats, and seeing as many movies as humanly possible, and I can tell you who the big players will be on the big night. Me and a different guest each week will also be dissecting one of the key movies each season, including giving out personal awards and diving into them thematically. Will everything everywhere all at once remain the front runner and win Best Picture? Or will a film seize the momentum late in the season to storm home, like Coda did last year? Time will tell, but what I do know is that as it happens, you'll hear it on Academy Watch, wherever you get your podcasts.